0: The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Darlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. everyone and welcome to Walk The Mile, thanks again for listening. Now we have two very special people here today, uh, both mothers, one uh, a current mother at Skeggs, this is Angela, how are you Angela? Hi Gary. <laughs> Good to have yeah. you here. And the other, a previous mother at Skeggs but a current staff member. This is Chris, how are you Chris? Hi, Gary. Hi, everybody.
1: (laughs) Some of you may remember me from maths teaching. Miss Barrett, how long have you
0: been teaching you for, Chris?
1: Oh, look, I think it's 2002.
0: I started 2002. Oh, maybe then I I started a year before before.
1: you, 2001. I can never really remember that, but that's a long time. 21 years. 21 years in the maths classroom, that's right.
0: And I remember, a funny story, is that when I first started here, they didn't have an office for me. So I started in the math staff room.
1: Yeah, much to my shock. (laughs) We had been trying to find the right chaplain for an awful long time. And um, I was brought up in a Catholic convent at Randwick for 13 years. And um, whilst I had a lot of respect for priests, as we call them, I thought the idea of spending all day, five days a week, in the same staff room with one was a little bit of a different issue. So, I did express some uh, trepidation. But well, I learned that mean? he was going to be in the math staff room. But you hadn't met him yet. No. Hadn't so had, yeah. We so we met him, and of course, once we met him, we,
0: we knew was, that yeah, we were, we well, were it was a very privileged. Yeah, yeah. oh, I loved it. It was a great way. It was such a good. I mean, I think if I'd just come in and been stuck in an office and sat there. Yeah. no one around me you would have gone mad and i had, had no idea what i was doing yeah uh, yeah but to come into a staff room all everyone was so warm and welcoming we'd go out for dinner yeah and we fantastic. had to turn our language down no you didn't <laughs> no, I my i'm language. only joking i'm <laughs> only joking
1: no it was great and how long did you stay there in the end a few years wasn't it
0: yeah well yeah then i moved down to Wilkinson house Right. Yeah, maybe a couple of years. A couple then. of years, right. Yeah. But they were good times.
1: They were yeah, really good times. they were. They were lots of fun.
0: So this discussion has arised over a number of years. <laughs> many years ago, well not many years ago, in two, 2020, I think when I my first podcast was with two uh, students who were about to leave, Amelia and Chloe, after putting that one out, Angela sent me a message saying, that she'd enjoyed the podcast and I think one of the things you said, if you can remember, one of the things you said was, I really hope this for my daughters. Is that right? Yes,
2: yeah. I was really, um, they put a lot of things, I went to an all-girls school and they just brought me right back to um, my experiences at school, mm-hmm. um, and it just made me reflect on what I wanted for my daughter as she moves through skirks, and so I just wanted to give you that
0: feedback. Yeah, no, it was, it was good, it was helpful. And I said to Angela, well, maybe one day we can talk about that, so here <laughs> we are three years later. <laughs> said, that's me, yeah,
1: that's right, yeah.
0: So, now your daughter is in year three, yes. that was back when she was in kindergarten, Yeah. how do you see that? trajectory Angela like in terms of the last few years not just from the school but just as you've watched your daughter she's the eldest
2: she is yeah she's eight
0: as you've watched her grow up how how have you seen I guess those things that you hope for are they starting to develop are you are you still concerned about certain things
2: Oh, I think I'm always going to be concerned and worried as a parent and as we were speaking about before it doesn't ever leave you even when your children are in their 30s Um, but I have definitely seen a change in grace um, in her confidence in the way she feels more comfortable coming to school even she's she's a very um, gentle child and she's um, you know very sensitive and softly spoken Um, and so the first couple of years were challenging for her Um, and I have seen now she's eight and she's in year three and she's growing more comfortable in her skin and and really finding her little crew of girls and um, she's really settled in and we are seeing we're seeing it at home as well the way she's really thriving and flourishing
0: and can you put it down to anything in particular or when you think about it do you think oh it must have been this or what are the factors that have brought it to that
2: I, well, I think we have really been working closely with the school, with the teachers, um, sort of sharing our experiences with um, with Grace and also encouraging her to talk to us at home. I think we've really had to work on that. She's someone that holds her cards quite close to her chest. And so we've been encouraging those conversations with her at home. And we have also really been working with the teachers um, and setting her up for success with the teachers around this is her, this is what she needs, um, and being quite... We've really advocated for her, um, and the teachers have really um, taken that on and really worked with Grace and with us to to make her feel comfortable and settle her. It's been great.
0: It's good, excellent. Now, Chris, you had three daughters here. I did. You've yeah. been through the Skegs experience. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, and look, I think I would endorse a, a lot of what Angela was saying. Um, I think that my children have left Skegs fairly confident, not over the top with confidence, but you know reasonably confident about their value as a person mm. um, they all were encouraged and succeeded in working very hard here I think that uh, you are allowed to be a little bit nerdish if you want to be here <laughs> at Skegs um, some of them adopted the nerd the persona a little more than <laughs> others um, but I think um, they have taken confidence from their sound education and therefore made choices that didn't have to limit them. Um, so I think they came out confident and um, assertive enough to follow their dreams. And I think a lot of that had to do with their education. Some of it might have been inbuilt into their personalities. Mm. Uh, I don't like to compare one with the other so mm. much because they are so vastly different individuals. But certainly I feel as though we fumbled our way through to the end and got to a stage where they were ready to take on the rest of the world in whatever way they wanted to. Mm. And that was something that I, I don't know that I would have got that same sense at any other school other mm. than the Skeks.
0: Is that something that you uh, had hoped for? Or is that just something that you that evolved as as your kids got older? Like, did you think, I want to send my kids to, to skis because at the end of this time, I want them to be confident? Or did you go through ups and downs and think, I really wish they had this? Oh,
1: look, I think every parent would attest to going through probably more ups and downs than one cares to reflect back mm. on. Um, It was always my ambition to have them feel that they could make a lot of choices at the end of school um, and that they weren't uh, like it. it, When I finished at my convent school, um, many, many years ago, in in fact, this year is my 50th anniversary of being out of school. um, Women went into uh, the household Or as a secretary or if you were really adventurous you became a teacher or a nurse Mm -hmm. and um, that's long since finished I understand that but I feel as though we were given insights here and encouragements here and the basic tools here the basic tools being a really solid education to strive for um, you know, as high as you wanted to strive for yeah. or, or as mediocre as you yeah. wanted to strive yeah. for. You were just given those choices. And I think that had a lot to do with
2: the school. Yeah. I want to touch on something that you've called out. I think what you're saying is confidence to be yourself yeah. and to listen to what is important to you and your values. And not what el- the noise around you or trying to keep up with the Joneses, but be sort of content and comfortable Mm. and confident in yourself and I I think and I think it's
1: feeling fulfilled you want your your children as adults I know the standard response is to say you want them to be happy Mm. but that happiness is something kind of vague and Mm. uncertain and it's not quantified in any way but Mm. I think what you want is for them to feel that they have a value to the world and that they value the world that they're working in as well um so that they have this sense that what they're doing be it working for five years in the home because you've got a bunch of young children or mm. or moving off into a, a profession or or you know every single part of their life can give you fulfillment be it at a very um, different level from working in a high corporation or something like that but um, and I think that if they can get that sense of fulfillment and see that sense of value and value compassion and kindness and, and you know, even value looking after yourself, um, then I think that's the sort of adult that I w- am relieved to see emerging, mm. put it that way. Mm. But they're still really only emerging, I think, oh. in their early 30s, I, th- I think. Uh, well, I don't know, the... doesn't the male brain uh, keep 20... on growing till... 30 or something 50. like that <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like oh, i'm still yeah long. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm talking about the male brain because um i do have a son as well so yeah right
0: what chris is saying is is that the sort of thing of, that you've been thinking about angel because you've got as i said you know gracing your three and then another one Charlotte, yep. starting yep. kindergarten next year
2: yes and i've also got a son in year one
0: right yeah. And at this stage of your parenting, are those the things, the ideals, or the hopes that you have for your children? Yeah, it's
2: really resonating with me to um, yeah, be confident in yourself um, and, and and be achieving what you want to achieve and what mm. you're valuing in life, yeah.
1: And I would like to qualify that with also resilience. Yes. Because things aren't going to go right all the time and there will be disappointments. And if you have enough kind of self-regard to bounce back from that and be resilient when things go wrong I think that's a wonderful attribute for adults to have as well to Mm. to function in our world. How
0: how do you teach that to a child?
1: Well I think you observe them as a parent have their down times or their disappointments and you talk to them Mm. you talk to them about other opportunities and you talk to them about things that do matter and and things that don't matter and um, you know I I think if you can keep the communication channels open sometimes you might be doing a bit more talking than your child is to you and a lot of the time you're just doing the listening Mm -hmm. but I think that you share your own experiences with your child when you know things didn't go all that well and you say, but look, you know, I was still able to get on the squash court and play squash or I was <laughs> still able to go out for dinner or whatever um, mm. and, you know, the world didn't fall apart. Yes. So let's just
2: now think of what we're going to do next. Um, I think also letting them fail rather than swooping in and trying to make everything better for them, but really letting them be mm. in, that, in that moment mm. and um, having those feelings and letting, yeah. letting them sit there.
0: Because there is that urge, isn't it? There's that urge when you see something not go right for your kids, yeah, to think, how can I fix this? Absolutely,
2: yeah. we're going through that with my preschooler at the moment. She's really leading into the the, tod- the tantrum phase, and so where it's really a lot easier just to go, oh, you go, here you go, have the lolly, whatever it is, to make it feel better, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just sitting in that emotion and letting yeah. her, you know, yeah, and the feelings. Look, look, I can appreciate that too
1: because. <laughs> Uh, as well as my four children, I have ten grandchildren and the oldest is nine currently. And there have been times when I've been babysitting them and I've been given strict instructions by the parents, you know, no screens and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And there's a fight going on between a couple of them and they say, can I have your phone, please? And then he says, sure. Ah! <laughs> you know, you know. So it, it's all um, it's all relative to what your threshold is as a parent and uh, you know you are going to do some really good good things on occasions i try not to reflect back too much because i know i'll start thinking about all the mistakes that i made so again i'm trying to be resilient as a grandparent and think you know what it was the best i could do at the time Sure, it wasn't very good, but I'm going to forgive Speaking myself. Yeah. And yeah. then in a week's time, I'll probably give that screen
2: again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear you only have to get it right 30% of the time. Oh, and right. then you're yeah, that's okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. that, that's good to know, yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't
0: it? Like, as being a parent, a lot of the time can be about coping, just coping mm. as a parent. Yeah. We get a lot of books and stuff about how to parent, yeah. what's the right thing to do in this situation. But sometimes it's like I just got to get through this somehow. And I think yeah.
1: if you can go to bed at night and know that you've made peace with your children
2: and your partner, then I think you're doing a your wonderful job. Yeah,
0: you're doing your best.
2: I'm often apologising to my kids when I've got it wrong, when I've blown yeah. off the handle, and I, yeah. I really try and acknowledge that. And that also goes yeah. to um, modelling with, with the kids, you know, yeah. what, you, mm. what you want. And yeah. Um, yeah, if I get it wrong, which I do all the time, yeah. I
1: call it out. I know. So, so I do, you know, it is a bit survivalish, ish And, um, you know, I can remember back to the times that are probably still ahead of you a little bit. And I did have four, and they were all heavily involved in co-curricular activities. And you think, when will this driving around mm. ever mm. It's end? It's been the whole weekend. Yeah, the whole weekend. And, and for me, it was even after school mm. sometimes. Mm. And I, I can just remember thinking, there's got to be more to life than yeah. just ferrying them around yeah Yeah. and it does end yeah it might take a bit longer but it does eventually end and um they start driving themselves and you know that's when you might end up with the first name basis with amy insurance
2: yeah 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 (laughs) great oh
1: it's you again chris is it which child was it this time you know that sort of thing but um they're all milestones that you kind of look forward to um and you give yourself a pat on the back when they get their license. You think that's one good thing, or one thing less that I have to worry about ticking off. But you know, as adults, the the relationship you have with them is totally different yeah. from that which you have when they're when they're a mm-hmm. child and mm-hmm. dependent on you for so much, because they aren't really dependent on you um, as an adult, or at least my children are. But um, you know, it's. It's probably you see them more as a friend mm-hmm. and more as a, a, an equal adult with often opinions quite vastly different from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and quite vastly different from their siblings even mm-hmm. who are all exposed to the same environmental exactly. uh, but you know they, they have very vast opinions and it's, it's a lot more fun I think. Mm. And is that just a gradual shift over? Yeah, you years? don't even identify when it happened. No. You just suddenly find yourself at my age and think you've got these lovely adult friends yeah. who are actually your yeah. children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you still have the role as the parent? Like I think I still feel like they can be friends and have conversations and do different things with them. But there, is there's still I I still feel they Ups and downs. You well, know what I mean? yeah. You oh, absolutely.
1: That. You still feel their ups and downs, and they still seek your opinion on things. And they things. still seek
0: your opinion. But and they ask you for I money. Think,
1: and they ask you for money. <laughs> well, they used to. Now I think I might find myself asking them. But <laughs> um, I, I think that maybe they don't uh, necessarily embrace your opinion That's right. quite as trustingly as they That's would right. have when they were children. But they're happy for it to be different from theirs and they're very welcoming of a different opinion. But um, it's a different relationship. Some people will say it's harder because you don't have any reins in your hands with adults. You know, you're not controlling anything. Yeah, Yeah, but the way
2: you've described it is they're friends more. So we don't have reins with friends. No, no, that's right.
0: But it can be hard because you see... I think you see these people that you love so much, and have this almost—you know—always talk about it as a metaphysical connection. To, you can't can't explain it, yeah. as you would know. And then, you know, there might be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you think, oh, mm, but you just got to let that go. Or yeah. they might be—they might. Um, change careers, you think, oh, okay, you just got to let that go. Or they might yeah, go all and choose, those decisions,
1: you just have to say, it's a different drum to, to my beat, mm. yeah. but I'm not going to interfere. Mm. Um, often I don't feel strongly that I'm right and they're wrong or vice versa. I think one of the things parent parenting has taught me is that your whole life really just should be some sort of shade of grey there's no black, there's no white you know, you just bounce along and and, um, accept that people can have very diverse opinions from Mm -hmm. yours and Mm -hmm. make choices that you would never have made Um, but you know, you can tell them that you would never have made it and if they're confident enough, they'll say well that's great mum, I understand where that's coming from but I'm I'm doing this and um you know, I, I think that's some, something that's well
0: worthwhile as well. Yeah. I said to of my kids just this week. Do you think when you'll have children, you'll say, "There's no way I'm going to do what <laughs> my parents did," and they laughed and they said, "Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely." Yeah.
1: Did you say that of your parents?
0: I think I thought it. You thought it, okay? Yeah, I definitely
2: thought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely thought it too. Um. And I think now we've got more tools, right, yeah. to, to make different decisions. Um, my husband and I see a family psychologist every two weeks to talk about different strategies mm. with the kids. I mean, there's yeah. no way my parents would have, no, would have done that. They were right. just doing the best with what they had and yeah. I guess being what they had experienced as children. And to some extent, certainly, I'm, I'm influenced by the way my parents have raised me and my values. Um, but my husband and I are really consciously trying to um, do things a little yeah, bit differently.
0: It's great, yeah. And before you were talking about, um, you said you didn't want to wish away your children's lives. And Chris, yeah. you were talking about milestones, and we can sort of do that, can't we? Like, I remember, thank God, don't have to do any more nappies.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. when is God, the last like, one going to be toilet change? The fifth
0: driver's yeah. driving test that you've gone to. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. I've got three drop-offs this year. I'm
1: like, oh, my gosh, when yeah. is this going to end? And haven't you got, like, 300 hours of driving to do before you get your licence <laughs> times three children? I don't know oh what my it gosh. is now, but that's, that's all changed since mine got their <laughs> yeah, licence. Sure. But, uh, no, they are sort of things that... I don't know that there is any harm in wishing them away.
0: No. <laughs> well,
1: you're not, you not wishing the person away. No, you're not you're wishing the person. You just want to person. get through, through, through these things, things that sure. are kind of swamping you at times even school yeah
0: you know just thinking Ah.
1: Oh, well i finally finished with school yeah that's right and you know then they get married and you think wow you know they're all married now i, I can sign off my job is yeah you know? yeah <laughs> and it, it is to a certain yes. extent and the, and then i've had the the privilege really? of meeting 10 little grandchildren yeah. um whom yeah. i love dearly but i see all the effort that goes into them. Yeah. And, and I actually look at what my son and my daughters and their partners are doing and the effort they put into raising their children. And I think, well, you know, strangely enough, I did that when I was their age too.
0: Hmm.
1: But I can't remember it yeah. very well anyway. You yeah. don't
0: sound like the intrusive...
1: No, no, I, I don't of... think that... um. I don't think that there's anything much that I can teach them other than the fact that I've been experienced in the fact that I had four children and now mm. I've got ten grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're doing a great job and um, they're committing so much time and I look back to, to the time that's required and they're trying to keep down jobs as well, of course, mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. And I just think, how did they do it? And But for the fact that I also did it, and we all survived. I would
2: often wonder how parents do manage. Do you think um, have they got a village around them now? I mean, obviously you're involved in the grandkids' life, but certainly when I was growing up and my mum was doing it, there was the neighbourhood, and you know you drop yeah. the kids at the neighbours, and we That's don't have gone. that at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah, uh, look, I I
1: think they have quite a, a good family input. Uh, as a family, we get together. But they do go to work and they've got their work community, which I think helps out a lot. But it is so different. To, when, when I was working from home You know, um, with my children, I did play squash twice a week. Mm. And that was with a bunch of ladies who brought kids along the same age as my kids. And then we would have lunch. You can't even find a squash court now, let alone a group mm. that you casually have lunch with. We had playgroup, and we would meet for lunch for playgroup. And these were women who were my age, and I could socialise with them very easily. And we did all socialise, and we still do socialise. You know, they you form those sort of bonds. I don't think any of my children, even at the times when they were at home with their little children, had the same opportunity for... Um, daytime contact with like-minded people mm. that that we had in my generation my generation of mothers there were less mothers that worked and there were more mothers at home and there was always something going on yeah. in the locality yeah. where i yeah. lived and i just don't think that happens anymore well, living in sydney we just can't afford to have you know stay-at-home mothers very, very, no, very much no that's right yeah. um yeah, so it is interesting what you can do um, to help you get through it. And those groups that I talked about, they were informal groups where we would share everything. Yeah. It it wasn't a confessional or anything like that, yeah. but it was you came along and you said what was annoying you, and yeah. others said that annoyed me too, and this is what I mm-hmm, did, and it was support, wasn't it? really genuine and informal support yeah. on a regular basis. Was yeah. it to
0: do with trying to? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was was it to do with being the mundaneity of
1: Oh a parent? Yeah, look, yeah, I, look y- you can't deny that getting up and preparing a meal and preparing lunches and doing the washing and washing up and spending a, a lot of time of your day doing that and then getting up the next morning and doing the dishes. <laughs> you know, there is definitely... Um, a demoralising impact Mm -hmm. on a person it's a very valuable job I'm not going to diminish it and it has to be done but if you can interrupt that with some sort of social event or Mm -hmm. some sport or even a walking group or things like that I think it really does help to have um, Mm -hmm. friends that are going through the same thing as you. And I think that's really diminished mm. from what I can see in my time as a parent yes. and what your generation would and be seeing
2: I think So what we do have occasional, i still in contact with my mother's group, but you really have to be deliberate about making yeah. those catch-ups. And it's, you know, three months apart that we yeah. might see them because we are, we're working, we're trying to do the homework, yeah. we're on the school run, we're yeah, doing the sports strong. and all of that. It's, it's a very full life. yeah, um, And trying to have to fit that in it's challenging.
0: So do you see that because you don't necessarily have that village that Chris was describing, what sort of impact does that have then on your family do you think?
2: Yeah, so um, my parents, we're we're both from Canberra, Nathan and I, so we don't have any family at all in Sydney. Mm. Um, we, we do have very close friends. We lived overseas and, and we made friends over there, and we've all moved back to Sydney and we all have kids. But again, it's that you, we're so busy in our own yeah. lives. We, we don't have and we don't live near each other, so it is hard to mm. um, see each other often. Um, and it is hard, and I, I think it does um, play. Obviously, we're tired, we're mm. trying to you know, get all the homework done, and then get the kids to bed, and then we're exhausted. Mm. Um, and then you get up the next day, and that's repeat. <laughs> That's right. That, 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 we feel like we are in the trenches yes. at the moment yes. with these little kids, um, yeah. but we are trying to get better about scheduling time for exercise yeah. um, for ourselves. Um, you know, it might be a massage here and there, but literally have to diarize this stuff mm. so it happens yeah. um, to try and give us, to feed our own souls a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're trying. But
0: even that sort of, that statement, you know, feeding your own souls, so you our parents wouldn't have said that. But no. They wouldn't have even made that sort of statement. The, 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 I mean, maybe there was the Yeah, the, I was going to say, I don't think they
1: would have made the statement,
0: but right, I would think have been they found
1: things as well.
0: But I wonder how much community plays, like what Angela was yeah. talking about, how much does community play in that? you know, if you're belonging to a community, if there's people that you can drop in, if you can just be with other people who are like-minded and, you know, you know that it's... I think they, they did it much better yeah. than, than
1: we have the opportunity of yeah. doing now. Uh, you know, my parents had six children. Uh, I was one of six. And, uh, sure, my mum was mainly involved in house duties until she was about 55, I mm. think. She got her second job having surrendered her first job at 20 when she Mm. married my father. Um, But they did... I don't know, maybe my family were particularly sporty, but we always found outlets in sporting clubs. And um, Mum played tennis a couple of days a week. She would walk down to Coogee Beach and meet the same people at 5.30am in summertime a couple of days a week. So although she didn't probably use the expression feed our souls... Um, there was a lot that she did in her life Mm. where she was relying on community to help Mm. her bring up six children in what were very Mm. traditional times Mm. um, with with different expectations of the roles of men and women in those times and my dad did the same thing you know he, he worked in the public service and Saturdays were his tennis day and Sunday's was we'll all go down a national park and meet up with a bunch of his friends who had kids the same age. And this was over decades. It wasn't just over a few seasons. Um, so I think that they would have both reflected, they're deceased now, but they would have both reflected that their greatest achievements in lives were their family. They yeah. both said that on yeah. many occasions and that they had a great time doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And sometimes I worry that we do have a great time doing it. I don't want to ever diminish the yeah. role of being a parent. But it does seem so hard at times.
0: Mm. I wonder if it's that... Like, you, you, you might organise to go somewhere, and you do that every week or whatever, but it's the, almost the spontaneity of what happens in that time. And I think sometimes as parents now we're fed... In order to make your child happy, mm. you do, yeah. you do these things. Mm. You know, or you... Mm. Had this conversation with them all. I remember um, when, I, when our kids were young, there was a big thing about taking your kids out on dates. You know, I went to this thing, oh. this seminar about parenting. Fathers, you should take your kids out on dates. I remember taking one of my, ki- one of my daughters out once and, you know, went out to some cafe, sat down, <laughs>
1: <just> looked <laughs> at each other. And she said,
0: When are we going home, Dad? <laughs> yeah i know yeah yeah so there's nothing but the spontaneous like i think some of the best memories i have with my kids my you know my wife my whole family are those things which sort of came from nothing? Oh,
2: yeah. It could be cuddling on the couch watching a movie. It yeah. could be playing Monopoly. It doesn't have to be an organised type of thing. That's what yeah, I've yeah. I've learnt as well. But just the act of slowing down yes. and being together, regardless, you know, of where you are, mm. that's where we create the memories. That's right. No,
0: that's
2: right. And it is slowing
1: down, and it is time. Yes. Um, and I think that there's a lot of research that says. Australians are working way too hard yeah. and too long, and perhaps uh, I know it's nostalgic to say, you know, perhaps there there weren't quite the same demands on work. I know when my father left his job, he was home and that was it, nothing yes. more to do with work. And when I say Mum got her second job, it was actually at as an assistant at the TAB. Yeah. You know, she was working. I think it was either. It was actually at Darlinghurst. Oh, really? Because she was held up um, and, and robbed. And uh, she thought that was terribly exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: So, um, wow. yeah. Um,
1: but I know that once her job was over, that was it. And I, I do wonder, you know, with technology and Zoom meetings and emails mm. and everything mm. else, whether we still have the same opportunity to give time when mm. we want to give time mm. to our families mm. um, so i don't uh, you know I, I agree with you that those spontaneous times when you're not expecting anything to arise can mm-hmm. be very very rewarding yeah. um, but you know just having the kids around and playing in the backyard if you've got a backyard and things like that it's it's comforting to me as a grandparent and I really do enjoy observing them and participating. Um, Having just played pickleball yesterday afternoon uh, among the staff here, I'm thinking, can I put a pickleball surface in the backyard? Because I think with 10 small grandchildren, it would probably be very utilised. A lot of fun. Yeah. um, Good on you.
0: What about, both of you have got one son Hmm. and daughters to... I was gonna say balance it out, but it hasn't really balanced it out, has it? <laughs> no. Have you noticed, for both of you, have you noticed within you, is it different being a parent to daughters than it is to sons? So I'm not gonna ask you the question of how some boys are boys different to girls, because you know, people dip- have different opinions about that, but what's it like being a parent to a daughter compared to being a parent to a son?
2: I'll let you go first on that one, Angela. <laughs> okay well um firstly all my kids are very different so it's going to be hard for me i think to distinguish whether it's because of their personality okay
0: well how's that then what's it like being a parent to three different personalities
2: yeah um well i thought when i had my first daughter that i got this thing down pat you know she this (laughs) was a dream she slept well she never tantrum like this is you know and i called my son and i was like totally blindsided and, you know, um, just realised that um, for each of the children, you need a to- I need a totally different parenting yeah, sure. approach. I connect with them in different ways, I talk to them in different ways. Um, because they're all interested in different things, they're motivated by different things and they respond, um, yeah. you know, to, to different approaches. Um, and I'm still probably working it out because I I, you know they're they're still quite little Um, but with my son um, he's a very physical child so um, and my daughters are are, are the opposite so to really be able to connect with him and and it's more about running down the ovals um, and and yeah kicking a ball and all those things um, my daughter's totally different totally different approach yeah Yeah, I tend to agree with Angela
1: in that um I would say now that while they're adults there's no distinction whatsoever in oh, really? in parenting the males and the females. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. the gender is totally irrelevant. It's all about their personalities and their life experiences to that point. But I do remember when they were little and I, I know that my son was the oldest, but his sister was crawling and I noticed that he was just going over her fingers with his <laughs> dinky just rolling back and forth over her fingers. And I thought, oh my God, you know, what sort of child have I got here that his instincts can let him just... And she was screaming each time he did it, but it didn't seem to stop him. Yeah. Now, um, I wondered whether that was gender-based or, or yeah. what was going on. I yeah. still don't know the answers to any of mm. these questions, mm. but I know he's grown into a man who's the absolute antithesis of yeah, no. hurting anything yeah, let alone, a writer, yeah. With his yeah that's right he would never <laughs> yeah. do it now but um, I think when they were little for me it, it really wasn't gender uh, with four of them so close we never said alright they can do soccer and they yeah. can do netball you know it was everybody does the same thing or nobody goes anywhere mm. um, that sort of thing so I don't think we ever made any distinctions um, on a gender basis I might be having myself on thinking that because a lot of it might have been intrinsic and subconscious, but certainly no um, deliberate decisions to treat no. them any differently.
0: But there's that personality, like, like, that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's what Yeah, I, I think, think that, that that's what Angela that, was saying. Yeah, too. that personality, like if someone had said to me before I was a parent, name five different personalities, I don't think I could. Yeah. But, but now got you've got five, got five different. Five, yeah, 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 five, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like what you're saying, with discipline, you know. And, some of our kids you know in the naughty corner <laughs> works yeah Might, works yeah another kid they couldn't care less i'm happy yeah. to go and sit in the naughty corner and keep being naughty yeah that's right
1: <laughs> <That's dry. laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah it's the, that personality thing and that's the thing isn't it like you know the whole nature versus nurture and yeah. I wonder
2: about that a lot actually nature versus nurture because my kids are so different in the same household yeah. like how does this happen Yeah. yeah. how
0: do they respond Na- to different things well yeah. there's got to yeah. be
1: a little bit of both I think in, in all of our kids like um, I know one of mine has her father's allergies and sinusitis and things like that and you, you see it being manifest in physical ways so I think it would be naive to think It's not manifest in uh, a personality as well. Yes. You know, so I think a lot of those things are born into them. Mm. Um, But maybe that that just reinforces how we must make wise
0: choices
2: (laughs) with our partners. And but it also comes back to what we were talking about at the start, where we we wanted our children to be resilient and confident, and all those things. And Mm. we think we can give them those experiences and try and shape them in that way as well. So combination.
0: Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Just to finish off, how do you think being a parent has changed you? How has it formed Mm -hmm. the person you are now?
1: Well, look, all I know is that um, if I ever did have set beliefs or set ambitions or a a strong belief that you do things this way and not Mm -hmm. the other way, that's all gone.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So, I you think, think you were like that, Chris? Before? Probably not really, in all <laughs> honesty. <laughs> but I think it's just reinforced to me that you know, there isn't really a rhythm with it. Yeah. You know, you cannot anticipate what's around the corner, and you can't really anticipate how you're going to react to what's around the corner. But I do take some comfort in my knowledge at my age that nearly all the time I've always tried to, to keep a balance and to keep a fairness and I think I've, I've you know, done the extra little bit of uh, effort to, to keep things on foot and so I've done my best and I don't believe that anybody can ever ask any more of a person mm. than to make the effort and to feel it at the end of it you've done your best and you do reap those rewards mm. Um, mm. you know, I can't imagine myself without a family um it would you would be the same you know it's defined you for the last four decades or whatever and it's kind of defined me for the last and and you're well on the way to being Mm. defined for Mm. many decades Mm. Um, not defined as a person or or valued only as a person but they are your life you know and um, and they are your life and everything else is kind of uh, a satellite to that central part of your your life so yeah. do you think
2: that parenting has changed you yeah, absolutely um we you know we talk about priorities in life and what was important to me before kids and after kids and, and family has become my world I think probably previously I was you know career and all these things but that it's made me change um, what I want out of life um, Taught me, it's still teaching me patience. I haven't nailed that one, but I'm I'm learning that one. Um, (laughs) And also, in just the last couple of years, as we started on this school journey, um, I'm learning that what was important, what is important to me um, as I'd gone through school, it's not necessarily my children's path, and I don't want to project onto them what I think success. Is and, and what their future schooling life and career should be. That's up mm. for them, up to them to decide what what they're interested in, what their talents and skills are. It's not necessarily because previously I was like, oh, you're going to do this, and we're going to, and it, it's not going to work out like that. I can already yeah. see. Um, and so yeah, just yeah. letting them be in control of their own destiny and relinquishing that control. Yeah, that's yeah. hard, isn't it? And like
1: I've been married for 45 years to a man who's probably cancelled my vote at every election. you know so even in our own family we we do have very diverse opinions about things but i think what's universal is that we all i would like to think that we all have concern for more than ourselves and when we analyze things we do have a compassion for people in different circumstances from those that that we experience and i i think that you want your child to have an awareness of what's going on in the world and to take responsibility for knowing what's going on in the world and uh, to incorporate as much of that into their careers and mm. and feel some sense of maybe not nobleness or nobility, probably no such word as nobleness, but you know to, to get some fulfilment about what they're doing in their careers and to get some fulfillment in their relationships their personal relationships mm. with their partners and their families and their children you know of course life's good and um those things to me that I've just been mentioning they're the things that make life good
0: yeah
1: and i think that if you can get them through to adulthood prioritizing those things you're on a bit of a winning ticket yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. making the family work it's and, and having those things as you as you mission statement or your goal or your vision and to make it work it doesn't it's not always going to feel good it's not always going to be easy no but but knowing that that's how you that's what you're working towards and that's a constant isn't it it's not it's not like hey yeah we've got that and we can just sit back now and enjoy it which you can at times yeah but it's it's a constant and you know
1: some may think you go down this past path to make it work and others may go down another path to yeah, make it work sure. but if, if you are confident that they're mm-hmm. making sincere and informed mm. judgments about that then you're happy to accept the divergence mm. Mm. um so mm. yeah it's it's great so mm. <laughs> we, i don't want it to make you feel as though it's all going to be torture oh
0: no, like i so. definitely <laughs> don't feel like that
1: yeah yeah because sometimes it does it. feel like that <laughs> when you're going through it um, but, uh, oh gosh! <laughs> it's always rosy in retrospect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, but it's it's life, as you said, Chris. I think it's life, isn't it? I think. You you go through life and you got to make your way through it, and yeah. and you can either hide and go, nah don't want to do this, or yeah, that's right, or just get totally frustrated with it and or give it up. And give so, up.
1: But that's not what we want.
0: Yeah. That's right. But I think. Yeah path of family and having children and all that it's, it's the, the card you dealt and you think well
1: and I, I feel quite confident that I'll be like my parents when I get to the end of my life and look back and say my greatest achievement oh, for sure. was this family for so sure,
0: mm. for sure. Mm. That's right. I think yeah. I always wanted to be a father but I didn't, never knew what it was what it meant to be a father No, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah. Yeah. well thank you very much both of you
2: Thanks yeah. Thank you. I think this for discussion having It was good. It yeah,
0: was okay. excellent. Um, I didn't know what my intention was at the beginning. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Do it, you uh, have
1: any more clarity in
0: retrospect?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I think it was great a great discussion just about being a parent. And I think, yeah. you know, here especially, we have a lot of conversations with parents and their children and, and we feel some of their anxieties and worries and and conflicts and all sorts of things that go on and um i think like what you were saying before chris about you know having that support we could go and just talk about those things i think that's an incredible a, a very important thing that we can talk about these things not be embarrassed or ashamed about our role or our job or what we've done or whatever but just no, be able to, right. to say yeah this is This is how life is sometimes. And there's great times. There's great things. And sometimes there's hard things. So, it was good.
1: No trouble. Thanks, Gary. Thanks,
0: Gary. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Chris. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. And uh, if you have any feedback or you've got any questions, if you want to share your parenting (laughs) journey. Yeah. Love to hear it. Anyway, take care and hope to see you around. Bye.